Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this bonus episode, Rich Lubo talks about the reason why he runs his clubs the way that he does. He also shares his thoughts on why he believes he stayed in business for so long and why he continues on. Um, hope you enjoy this little mini episode. And if you have been digging the show, please tell a friend about it. It would really mean a lot. Thanks. I wanted to ask you, what is the best piece of musical advice uh, you've ever been given, like uh, from like a mentor or someone else that, that you may have worked with? Was there something that was kind of given to you, like bestowed upon you or whatever, told to you from someone else? Yeah. You know, when you said that, all I could think of was Lottie Laud, this guy yeah. John Pedro from Pawtucket. And... Uh, I was, I guess I knew that I wanted to do something. I, I think I always knew I was going to end up in, in a business, so yeah. to speak, as opposed to grad school or, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, like he gave out free hot dogs on Thursdays. And mm-hmm. He had, uh, he just did all these crazy things. And he, he said, you just, you, he always kept saying, it's a family. It's got to be a family. Uh-huh. He knew that I was really interested. Yeah. So I was I just watching this guy run his business when I was 19, 20 years old. And he kind of was out talking to me about it and stuff because he knew I really cared. Yeah. I think I think I, he was probably the, the biggest influence for, for me. But it was that. It was just that it, it was... Com- I think just about everything I do is for the customer in my head. Like, like we're setting up these seats like, like today. I said, no, you know, you got to point the chair towards the band, not towards there. It's, and you have to put the chair here because it's, it's slightly better sound. And it's yeah. all about the customer. It's, yep. it's the experience of the customer has to be as good as possible. Yeah. And the stage has to be where the stage is here because then the majority of the customers are that much closer to the artist. Yeah. Versus the stage in any other position in a room. Yeah. It's completely centered on the happiness of the customer. Right? Yeah. I, I think that. I think every decision I make is about what absolutely makes the customer happy. I know it's kind of a cliche, but it's every every inch of space that you think about and everything you purchase yeah. and uh, things you, you do. Yeah. It has to be that. No, I mean, it definitely rings true. Uh, you know, I know I'm not alone in it, but going to Lupo's too, like the size of that venue, but the closeness to the artist, like how it was the, yeah. the balcony that kind of wrapped around. I mean, yeah, I remember specifically seeing Fugazi and yeah. it's a sold out show of, you know, whatever, yeah. 1500 people, but feeling like I was yeah. it's right simple. next to the band. And it's simple, but we, like my friend Emerson Torrey, who built this club, mm-hmm. we spent months, you yeah, know, like the, the exact, design of it. The inch was over inches, arguing you know, about the height of the stage inches. Really? What seemed like the best thing? And it's very simple. It's a very simple place. But it was that, you know, it's like, what, what's going to make them the happiest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there some advice that you would share with others from your own experience of, you know, running a club for 45 years? Um, 
well, there's that. Don't yeah, like pay attention. Like don't have any don't have any strict codes of of how you think people should be. Or yeah, how you think things should be. Um, be very careful not to think that something is is going to work. <laughs> like yeah. always really expect the down. Really think about the downside because it always happens. Okay. Everything's always financially harder than you can imagine it to be. You know, no such thing as a rose-colored glass in this type of business. Wow. I mean, look at the coronavirus. Yeah. So it's always right around the corner. Disaster is always right on the corner. Yeah, when you're relying on an audience to, to come into your club for not only the the door, but for bar sales and everything yeah. like that, it can just be a very uh, ever-changing thing. It can be a fickle thing. Yeah, you know? you're really running a business. And I tell you, you can go out of business quickly. Yeah. But how do you feel that you haven't gone out of business? Um just by constantly worrying. Really? <laughs> just, I mean, I, I I'm just always worrying about all the awful things that could happen. Yeah. Try to, I don't know. Just, well, we'll frame that as planning. So do you feel like you're a, an intelligent planner? Is that what, you know, that you're just kind of looking at all the different uh, variables? And, um, I, think I, 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 th- I think I worry more than most people. You, know, like you, you have some show and it just doesn't feel like, you know, you just some show isn't selling or something yeah. doesn't seem to fit or um I was watching a show Saturday here and I realized and I'm not really a, a audiophile but I, I knew that we had to add sound in this area of the room mm-hmm. and I was I could see the people weren't reacting exactly like the people on the other side like of the room and I, the I, sound, I we yeah. thought that was going on and we yeah. talked about it but I was sitting there for about an hour, and I said, "Oh my God, it's true. These people are not having the same joy as the people over there." Yeah. And if that's what it is, I'm, I'm, they have the same sight lines. Yeah. Just different, but the same sight lines. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, and trying to catch that, and we've got to do that quickly. Yeah. Because those people aren't going to know why they they're going to say, "Oh, it's a nice club and this and that," but yeah. people on the other side are more ecstatic about that night. Yeah. And you just gotta always. See what's wrong, you know. Always try yeah. to look at, feel, feel it. Yeah. Has it become harder to run a business now with the, like, how the scene has changed in Rhode Island, or just how customers interact with music? Yeah, I, would, I sense that. Like, in the, again, talking business, I don't think any club owners are, are really successful right now in Rhode Island. I mean, well, the, I think the Ocean Mist is doing great. Okay. But I don't think any of us are like nobody's making any money, and I, and I don't think mm-hmm. really, and so it's hard. Yeah, because people mm-hmm. just aren't coming out to shows, or well, I guess the diversification of the music and yeah, and that everybody says about the drinking and driving thing, but I think I found that people drink about the same amount for forty-five years. Yeah, I, I, I if you took yeah. a inflation, if you looked at it against inflation, I think it's the same. Really, and it's yeah. at least for our for the clientele yeah. we get. Yeah. Um, so, and, and and I think uh, Uber is quite a great thing in the long run. That's a good thing for good that's great, yeah. Clubs, yeah. 
But yeah, you're probably also just competing with so many other forms of entertainment as well. Yeah. As opposed to what it was in 75, you didn't have yeah. on-demand Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the whole, <laughs> you're right, the biggest you know, problem like, is the whole population not caring about it. Mm-hmm. The whole, up, the new generation just not caring about the live experience as much. I guess yeah. that's the biggest problem that could come up. Yeah. And I don't know what we could do about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, great to see that you're still, you know, forging ahead with all this stuff. And, um, because it's an, you know, as a musician, it's an important, it's an important thing, yeah. you know, like from my own, like anecdotal view, Rhode Island, the, the scene has kind of had its like hills and valleys where yeah. the, uh, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but it seemed like a ton of clubs closed, you know, it was a, yeah. a safari closed and, yeah. you know, whatever it was like. Yeah. I think looking back, just bring what you're saying, what you're bringing up is reminding me that there was always, I mean, when Lupo's, the first Lupo's wasn't open, there were all these bands and then Lupo's opened and all those bands played there. Yeah. And, and now, and, and the bands are always there. There's always, there's always 40 bands that are put together in the area. Some are better than others or whatever. Yeah. But the, the people, the drive to be in bands and to produce music has not gone away at all. And I think that's always going to be there. I yeah. Hope. And, uh, but the clubs, the, the, the economics of the clubs changes. Yeah. And it becomes harder or easier to open a club. Yeah. What would you say inspires you to, I mean, it can be like within the music business or just in, in general, like, um, like what keeps you going with all this stuff? Um, I get a true joy out of this. Yeah. I, I, my poor wife, cause she has to do so much work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why don't you ever help her? <laughs> No, hey, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just took down those chairs. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just cleaned the, the band room. You did. I was waiting. You did. Yeah. Yes, I will confirm that when I you came saw, to this interview, Rich was cleaning the stage. But she does much more work than me. And I, in my soul, enjoy this more you know, than she does. So it's a little better. I wanted, I just, just love seeing it happen. Well, thank you so much, Rich. Thank you so much for listening. As you uh, hopefully heard in the full pod, uh, Rich shared a couple of the bands that he's been into uh, more recently, and uh, one of them being Deer Tick. Uh, so I wanted to share this song. Um, it's one of theirs called The Shamed, and it was recorded at a festival that Deer Tick curated uh, called Dude Smash. Um, they did it for a couple of years, uh, 2012 and 2013. Um, this is from the 2013 year. Um, then it was this uh, festival that also included the Low Anthem and Rami Shabi and Last Good Tooth and, and some others. Um, and it was held outside in the courtyard of the Met. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Your eyes are wide, they got you feeling the birds. 
Wow. Uh -huh.